You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back here on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. We're diving into the film from the week three Saints loss to the Carolina Panthers. Was not pretty, and uh, we're going to keep going through it, and we're going to get more into some of the offensive struggles as we saw them. And I think one of the things that you're struggling with as a Saints offense is, you know, some of the play design and some of the play concepts that you're running just just don't seem to work. You know, they, they don't seem to fit the circumstance that you're running them in they don't seem to fit the 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 opponent you're facing you know a blitz heavy team where you're gonna have to get the ball out and as a team that's already shown that they're gonna struggle to pick up blitzes and they're gonna struggle to adapt in those situations it's just gonna keep coming you're not gonna you're not gonna find a team that stops blitzing you if you show that you cannot make it hurt and so far the saints have not done that so you're gonna continue to see teams get aggressive and you know, you, you see plays like this. So you see the pressure, you're coming through, Jameis gets it out, should have been picked, if we're being honest. And, you know, this I don't I don't put this on Jameis because who you throw the ball to here? The, there's, no, there's no back leaking out. The tight end is staying in. So you're max protecting. You have Mike Thomas, Chris Olave. They are both running in the exact same area of the field. And, you know, when I saw this in week one, I, I came on here and I did a film study session then and I was like, okay, this must be a mistake. You wouldn't design a play to have your two wide receivers running in the exact same area of the field. But, you know, I've seen it so many times now that, you know, if it's a mistake, you were making the same mistake over and over and over again. And, you know, if that's the case, then something's wildly wrong, but it's way more likely that this is just like a clear out play. This is just kind of a double clear out where you're trying to drag two defenders and create space here. and. While great, sure, it does do that to an extent. You're creating space for Jawan Johnson. You're creating space for a guy who is not a premier pass catcher in your offense. He's he's solid. He's a good tight end, but it's not like you know he's a guy you trust in every one-on-one matchup, or a guy that you know you have one option to throw the ball here. You have a lot of weapons on offense and you are making, you are designing a play. So effectively the only person you can throw to is Jawan Johnson. And, you know, there's a chance that, okay, maybe this is just a slow developing play and 
once you get further downfield, Chris Olave is going to break to the post, and maybe there's a there's a big play to be had, and it's a shot play. But we've seen how the same how the Panthers are are bringing pressure at this point of the game, and you are calling a play that takes this long to develop and effectively gives you one outlet to throw the ball. So if any pressure gets through, that's your only choice, and that's what and that's the choice Jameis makes. And you know he does the right thing; he gets the ball out hot. I don't know if it's a situation where you need to just set a hot route and get your back out and get in the ball there. Cause if you, if you find a way to just get marking or to leak out and just toss in the ball, there's a whole lot of space to run, but you have one throw to make because of the play design. Jameis tries to make it. It almost gets intercepted. And if it, if, and if that's an interception and he keeps his feet, that's a touchdown. That's another pick six. So, you know, uh, that's why when I say I'm looking at Pete Carmichael, like that is a bad play call. It's a bad play design. And, this is a third down. I don't know if I said that already. It's a third down play where you are running a very slow developing play with one pass option against a team that likes to blitz and it has been blitzing you all day. It, it, it's just not good. Let's go on to the next play. This is, again, we're going back to the, the end of that first drive of the second half was brutal. It was brutal because you moved the ball down the field so well. I think it was a 14-play drive. Took about the half of the third quarter, the first half of the third quarter, and you end up with first and first and 10 at about the 18 yard line. Right. So this is a second down play that, you know, you come out with a heavy formation and you're like, okay, let's, let's figure it out. So you get a blitz and what do you do? You try to throw a wheel route to Alvin Kamara. Now, again, that's not a terrible decision to try to get the ball to Alvin Kamara. But you have to understand, you are seeing a zero blitz look. <laughs> there is no coverage there. Everyone is showing that they're going to come. And if they do, you have to be prepared to get the ball out hot. And in this instance, you actually do have a quick hitter. Because you have Chris Olave running this little, this little hitch. And so you see there are more rushers coming than you can block. The play that you called is not going to develop in time. You are not going to be able to time this throughout with Alvin Kamara with that much time. You're not going to be able to loft the ball where you need to go. And if you do and you make a perfect throw, fine. At this point, you need to get the ball out hot and you need to get it out to the receiver who is standing alone in the middle of the field because you don't have time to wait for Alvin Kamara to get open. You know, if you had your protection set and you were able to pick up this blitz, that's one thing. You could not. So you have to get the ball out and you can't throw out to Alvin Kamara this early. If this is a wide receiver, maybe a running back, even a running back that's as good as a receiver as Alvin Kamara is not making that catch. You got to be able to adjust in play better than that. It's just, it's just frustrating to see because that play sets up the next play, which is third and long, right? I don't think Chris Olave is getting a first down here, but he's picking up yards and making it third and three, third and four. And heck, maybe he does break a tackle and gets the first down or a touchdown. Either way, when you are dealing with a blitz, and we saw Tom Brady do this in week two, and he is probably the best to ever do it. So, you know, aspiring to that is aspiring to a lot. But when you are facing a blitz, you have to understand where it's coming from and you have to be able to throw behind it. That's what Tom Brady has done a majority of his career. And that's why he's been so successful. You can't blitz him because he will identify it and he will throw to whatever route is uncovered because you are sending that pressure. And in this case, it was Chris Olave. And instead of doing that, you stuck with the original play design, the original read, and which was a, you know, not an impossible pass to Alvin Kamara, but a really difficult one. And that's, 
You know, if you can't adjust to that, you're going to have a long day. You know, you're not going to be able to execute. Third down, the uh, the very next play, you are getting the exact same, well, not the exact same look, but another zero look. You can see the defense is flat. There is no one over the top. You know, there is no one showing that they're going to sink here. This is a <laughs> This is a zero blitz look. And a zero blitz is what you get. Again, this is a slow developing play, right? You don't have a hot route here. By the time the pressure comes through, no one's even looking for the ball. Again, you have called a play that does not make sense for the defense you're facing, for the game you found yourself in, and for a quarterback who has shown that he is not elite at making checks at the line, right? Right? It, that hasn't been able to, sh- to prove that he can identify blitzes and make it hurt behind them. And so you have to you have to make up for that with the play design that you are sending in. And in this case, on third and long, you've you've done it again. You've done it again. And the only option, you know, I've heard people say, well, Winston can't take a sack there. Well, what's what are his alternatives? Right? What what do you what should he do in that situation? And keep in mind, it's too late. Once the play starts <laughs> to check to anything. So once you get to the point where there is a free rusher in your face, you have you know a few options, right? One is to make sure you don't fumble and take the sack knowing you're in field goal range, regardless of whether you come down, you know, regardless of whether you get sacked or not, you're in field goal range, right? You need to put points on the board. And so that's the smart play because your other options are throw the ball away, which if you do that from there, it's a grounding penalty in your you know, you might be even further back because it's from the spot of the grounding. So from there, if he throws it at that point, he's standing at about the 28. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's standing at about the 28. So 10 yards from that, you're about the 38-yard line. So you're looking at a 53-yard field goal. So throwing it away here is actually going to make the field goal attempt longer than taking the sack, right? Your other options are, you know, maybe try to run for it. Maybe try to extend the play. Sure. That's not happening here. Jameis is not that guy. You could try to throw it. You know, you could try to throw to a receiver early. But as you can see, if you're watching this, and I, I will tell you if you're listening to this, no one is even looking for the ball. That is the slow developing play that you have called on third down. So you know, by the time anyone looks back for the ball, Jameis is on his back. And, you know, if, you, if you're going to sit there and say you would prefer that he throws a risky ball <laughs> that probably gets picked off and costs the Saints an opportunity to get points on this drive, keep in mind they still are, they still have a bagel on the scoreboard. Three points here would have been massive. You know, then I say, uh, you're a hypocrite because all I've heard about is how I want Jameis to make better decisions and I don't want him to not throw 30 interceptions this season. He needs to make smarter decisions and live to play another down. That's what he did here. So, you know, again... You can argue that he needs to make be better at making checks when he sees a heavy blitz coming, and that's fair. I think that is a that is a very fair critique. But I think the better critique is of the play calling in this situation, in this scenario, on back to back. You know, if you want to say the second down screw up is on Jameis, fine, because I think you need to adjust to, to that as a quarterback. The third down screw up, I, I put on P. Carmichael because that's not this is not a play that makes sense against the team that you know is going to send pressure. So that's that. But you know, it's it doesn't get doesn't get better in the second half. <laughs> I wish I could tell you that things just got prettier. They don't. They get uglier. So here are a few more plays where I'm just gonna kind of go through and say, you know, okay, is this is this a bad read? 
is this a bad decision? You know, is this a bad play call? So here is the here is that third down play in the first half after you finally got a drive going late in the half. You hit that bomb to Chris Alave, and you have first and goal in the red zone. Not maybe not first and goal. You have first down in the red zone. And so you're unable to make anything happen on second and third. Actually, no. First down, you picked up seven yards to Chris Olave on a little quick out. It's a good start, right? Second down, they send pressure, and Jameis tries to get the ball to Alvin Kamara as a check down in the middle of the field. Alvin drops it. The ball was tipped at the line, but it just fluttered into his hands, and he dropped it. Okay? So you are now on third and three. And a lot of people have criticized this play because... Alvin is standing alone in the middle of the field. And that's fair. But what I need you to understand is Jarvis Landry is also open. So if you're running a play and your primary read is open, you're going to throw it. The guy you're throwing the ball to has the entire end zone to work with here. It's open. You just got to make the throw. He misses. And if you want to say, you know, he's just not on because of his back, whatever, that throw is open. So to say he should bypass the throw, he's the, the, the initial read, the primary read on this route, uh, on this, on this play design to throw here, you know, that's tough because you know, the, that's not the read you're starting with. Okay. Now the argument I would make is this play is supposed to be a pick, but the Panthers are in zone. So they hand it off and I'll show you what I mean here. So what you got to look at is Mike Thomas and Jarvis Landry. Mike's coming through here, and Jarvis is going to cut underneath him. Now, the idea is the defender chasing Mike Thomas kind of runs into the defender chasing Jarvis, and it creates separation where you can make a much easier throw than you had to make here. But that doesn't work. The Panthers do a really good job of handing it off, so the defender who was on Mike Thomas is now covering Jarvis and vice versa. So that's why if if you're making an argument that he shouldn't have gone there. That would be my argument that the design of your play was to create a pick and that pick never happened. So your play didn't work. And while he might be open, you, you know, that is a low percentage throw and you're on third down. And so I think that you do come off of it there because you are not, you know, this play is supposed to create wide open separation. If it works, not a, low percentage throw to the corner of the end zone on a play where you just really need to just get a first down. That's where you can be critical. But at the same time, I don't blame Jameis for not having supreme confidence in Alvin Kamara over the middle of the field after he just dropped a ball. So that's tough. I'm not going to say that's a bad read. It's a bad throw. And again, if, if Alvin catches the, play, the ball on the play before that, and you have, and that's first and 10, first and goal, that's a that's that's where you definitely would throw the ball, right? If you run in that play, that's where the ball goes. You're not checking down. You're only checking down because it's third down. And so that that's just an example of, you know, a lot of things went wrong in this game. And Alvin Kamara not being able to catch a little wobbling pass is one of them. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Moving on. This is the play that 100% Jameis got criticized for in real time. And he really needs to look at this tape and kind of learn from it. Um, because it, it, was not, it was not good. It was not good. I've watched this so many times that I can literally draw it from memory. You have Mike Thomas over here. He's going to or run a, a little comeback. You have Alvin kind of running an option route, which you could call a whip, whatever. He's coming over here and he's coming back this way. You have Jarvis Landry coming up on this little dig where he works in. And then you have Al, uh, Adam Troutman running this little kind of banana over route in the middle of the field. And he's going to be wide open. And so the reason this play is so glaring of a mistake is because the pressure in the middle of the field is obvious, right? This is an A-gap blitz. You have to be able to see that as a quarterback. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is you have a single high safety, and he's actually going to float to the middle of the field at the snap of the ball. So when that happens, they'll call it MOFO, which is middle of the field open, or MOFC. I don't know if they won't call it MOFC, but that's middle of the field closed. And the difference is if you have one safety in the middle of the field, it's middle of the field closed, and you have to attack the edges, the boundaries. If you have two safeties and they're kind of splitting the the deep part of the field, then that's middle of the field open and you can attack it with seam routes, you can attack it with post routes, that sort of thing. So in this case, that dig is just bringing Jarvis Landry to the defender. So you shouldn't be waiting on that at all. You should be able to see the defense and know immediately that that is not the route that's going to be open. I think the pre-snap read he makes is to Alvin Kamara and that gets taken away because Alvin Kamara is bracketed. And instead of coming off of that and working across his progressions, he just goes to Jarvis Landry on the dig and it doesn't work. Let's see how, let's see how close my lines are to the reality of this play. I think they're pretty close. Yeah, look at that. Um, <laughs> and so you can see, this is where Jameis tries to go with the ball. And at this point in the play, it actually is the right throw. The issue is, he needed to make the correct throw way before this, which would have been to Adam Troutman. And so the reason I say that is you come over here and you can see immediately, I think Jameis is looking at Alvin. Alvin's bracketed, right? He, at that point, you should have already been able to diagnose that the dig is not going to work. So that's your second read and you're coming off of it. You're working to the middle of the field and this is where you need to get the ball out. The safety hasn't reacted yet, but he will because the safety knows that's where the ball should go. The safety sees that this is a wide open throw, so he breaks on it. And the only reason that Jarvis has a, that, that the throw to Jarvis has a chance is because you held the ball too long. And it's like, it's a rare instance where you actually could hold the ball because there was no pressure, but it's just a bad, it's just a bad read. Let's see this one more. Okay, so this is the deep ball to Chris Olave. And, you know, it's really difficult to argue that this was a bad play, right? This is that first deep shot that got you into field goal range. But I think it's a good example of the Jameis Winston experience in a nutshell, right? And as you can see on this non-zoomed in version, you know, he goes up and makes the play. It's a great catch, a great moment. You know, it feels like you have the momentum. And if, if you make that kick before halftime, then you do have the momentum and you're in, you're in a lot better shape. But the reason this is kind of a YOLO Jameis kind of experience is because 
you know that in every instance, this ball is going here. You know, he's not he's not going to look at this coverage. I'm pointing to Chris Olave. I don't think you can see that here. But, you know, you're not going to look at this coverage and ever go to Jarvis Landry despite him breaking wide open on that little out. And you can see he's wide open there. But that ball is going to Chris Olave 10 times out of 10. And he is open. And I almost think that's the fact that he's open all the time makes it difficult because it's always going to be a lower percentage throw when you go down the field. But he is open. I mean, he's wide open. So so the throw makes sense. But it's just, you know, you, we've spent so many years watching Drew Brees where, you know, I don't think he can throw the ball that far. And so if he's not standing alone, you know, if there is coverage within, you know, the the margin of error there that you see, that's going to Jarvis. And, you know, you might end up in the same spot if you throw to Jarvis. It, you'll, it'll happen in a different way. It'll be, you know, a 20-yard throw and, uh, you know, 30 yards of yak as opposed to a 40-yard throw and three yards of yak. But, you know, the result will probably be about the same. Um, and, it, you know, and, and I'm not going to say that's a bad read. I'm not going to say that's a bad decision. And it's not a bad throw. It's a good throw. Um, but it's just funny. It's just kind of that's 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 the life you live when you have a guy who wants to go deep. And that's what you have. So you kind of just have to figure it out. We are now past the criticizing Jameis part of the program, which I like because I am so tired of, of criticizing Jameis. I think there's a lot there to to fix. There's a lot there to criticize. There is a lot there to you know point to and say, you need to be better. But you did do some good things as well, right? Chris Olave is a star in the making. Right, especially if this offense continues to operate how it's been. If you're going to push the ball down the field, Chris Olave is the guy I want there. For that reason alone, it's like I'm not going to ever lean toward Andy Dalton if you are building this offense around Chris Olave because you need a guy who's going to push the ball down the field to him. Um, I am interested to see what the health discussion looks like this week for Jameis Winston because, man, it's it's painful to watch, and if. I said this last week, and I'm going to keep saying it. If the health is a factor and it is preventing him from playing to his peak level, which I, how, it has to be. I mean, it, it, it is. Like, you, you can't pretend that he is not at least in some way limited. Um, then I think you have to at least consider sitting him down. But all right, this has been Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak, WWL Digital Sports Producer. We've been going through a lot of the film. I am going to cut this segment off here and come back and answer a few qu reader questions that have been flowing in throughout the course of this podcast. Stick around.